Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is lessons learned through a life of e-commerce. Today's guest is the president and founder of e-commerce growth strategies. He is an accomplished, results-oriented, data-driven professional with 16 years of experience in e-commerce strategy, digital marketing, and e-commerce marketplaces. His proven ability in generating increased revenue and widening brand exposure for multiple brands. A big welcome to Michael Hickson. Hi, Michael. Hi, Andy. Glad to be here. Hey, we're, we're excited to have you. Now, I was fascinated when I was reading your story. It's very similar to mine as you, you grew a company in the early to mid-2000s. You sold mm-hmm. it, and then you went on to open your own agency, begin your own agency. Mm-hmm. For listeners... Can you give us a, a quick recap of your story? Yeah, back in late 2005, I was ready to start a business and I had other businesses and I thought an online business would be a great way for me to work from home, control my work environment and work the hours that I wanted to work. So I started uh, thinking about you know, different niches and looking into different avenues of you know what my business could be. But uh, I had already run like a baby proofing service for a while. So I knew the baby proofing industry. Baby proofing. So, baby proofing. So that's uh, putting in baby gates and child safety latches and, and all that kind of stuff to protect your toddler from harm. So I finally decided to, to go into that niche because I knew all the suppliers. I knew all the players in that industry. And I knew that the people that had competing websites were trying to sell their services. They weren't trying to sell products. So I just learned as much as I could about um, e-commerce. And um, and then I started building my website and um, launched in early 2006. And it just took off and grew like crazy. There wasn't much competition as in the niche as I knew. and it just grew like crazy. And after like four years, I became a top 1000 online retailer. You know, it just grew so much. Yeah. Nice. Now, when you started this baby proofing company, mm-hmm. I mean, you worked at it. So you were able to identify the niche there. So I think yeah, that's, yeah. it's a good place. But I mean, did you validate the idea that selling it for people to do themselves was going to work? Or did you just, you know, have a feeling? Yeah, I did because I knew that the clients I had from the service tended to be higher ticket clients. They had more money, but I knew that the products themselves weren't that expensive and that you could do it yourself. So I thought that, you know, it would be good to sell it directly instead of having to chase, 
you know, a high ticket client. And that proved to be right. And, you know, just the growth and it just took off. And so, yeah. yeah. So you did it just, just on a hunch or did you go out and do any surveys or, or anything like that? Um, well, I knew from having done the service already that oh, the people that were asking to yeah, be able to yeah, because I get I did it for a uh, for like a year as a service in Chicago when I lived in Chicago. So, so for me, I already knew that that niche. Yeah. So back in two thousand five, I mean that's before Shopify. Um, so I'm I'm curious, what what e commerce platform were you using back then? What did you launch on? Um. I don't even remember the name of what I launched on, but shortly thereafter, I went to this cool platform called Zuvi. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It was a small player, but yeah, they, no, had really, they had really cool technology. So with Zuvi, I could connect to Amazon and so I could connect to eBay. I could connect to all these different portals without having to get a service or another software. They had just built out all these connections to all these marketplaces. And so I could advertise, I could get listed in these markets and grow in all these different channels within the same platform. They didn't make it, they, they folded after a while, but I, it was a great place to be. And uh, I'm really glad I started there and, and built my business. You know, it seems similar to what, what Shopify has going now. Yeah, I think um, in some respects it was. It was, but I think Shopify depends on a lot of third-party third apps for their yeah. functionality, where this was built into the platform. And if you wanted to integrate, you know, with the 3PL, which I did at one point, they just built it out for me. They charged me, but like they had developers to do stuff for you. So it was kind of unique at that time. And uh, it was kind of cool. Yeah. And then, you know, I migrated to big commerce and then, you know, I eventually ended up working in Shopify, which I like a lot better. Yeah. So when you were selling and, and marketing in the mid to late 2000s, what were some of the main marketing channels you were using to acquire customers? Okay, so I started uh, Google Ads like in 2006 or 2007. So that would have been and, before shopping. So it would have been Google search ads? Yeah, Google search ads. And so I just learned, primarily I learned everything I needed to do because I was bootstrapping. I didn't have a big budget. And so I just learned and applied and learned and applied because I didn't know anything starting out. And so I learned how to do Google ads. Back then, there was much less competition, too. Mm -hmm. So I could get very affordable ads and convert at a very affordable price just because of the lack of competition back then. Over time, it got much worse and worse and worse. And the Google ads got much more complex. And eventually, I hired my managers. I outsourced it. But I used Google. I used... Um, there used to be like comparison shopping engines. Shopping.com, uh, Price Shopzilla, Grabber. Shopzilla, Price Shopzilla. Grabber. Yeah, yeah, all those things from way back then. And Zuvi ported into those things. So 
So I used that. I used uh, Facebook. You know, I would do Facebook ads. That was a little further down the road. Could, I was and, saying, I didn't even think you could run Facebook ads in the uh, mid-2000s. Yeah, I think that was further down the road. Yeah. As I remember. But um, yeah, so I used the shopping comparison engines and just all the different channels. Like I got into Sears. I got into things like that so mm -hmm. and i also try to you know build out my content and and attract visitors from search and you know that kind of thing so have good organic rankings as well so did, i was going to ask that did you spend a lot of time with with the seo because it used to be a whole lot easier <laughs> to get to seo as well than uh yeah i had somebody help me with that initially then I learned about that and I kind of optimized on my own. And, um, you know, so I, I knew the, the keywords uh, from my niche and I tried to put that into blog posts and into the website and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, that was primarily it. So when you were starting, you were doing everything yourself. I guess a lot of new companies, new business owners who are launching an idea, one of the things they struggle with is how much should they do themselves versus how outsourcing it and finding somebody to, to help you with these different things. Yeah. For me, it was a matter of budget. I think starting out, I bootstrapped. I did everything I could myself just because I had a low budget. But after I was earning enough income, then I felt more comfortable outsourcing it. And I was much more busy then too, because I was juggling all these things, you know, all the different avenues, because I did all the work myself, besides, uh, uh, besides inventory and fulfillment, which I had some people working on, you know, I did everything myself. So I leveraged technology as much as I could to, uh, to, to keep it all going and um, what were uh, the first three positions you hired? Um, the first position I hired was my brother. <laughs> I, I kept it in the family and he did fulfillment for me. Okay. And yeah. And so I was in California and he was in Ohio, which is a good place to fulfill from kind of in the middle of the country. And then I hired somebody for inventory and, uh, and then it was just the three of us for a long time. And so I got, it, it kept growing, 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 you know, from like 80,000 in year one to like 1.1 million in year four. So, um, yeah, and to get ranked in the top 1,000, just being the three of us, I was really proud of that because. Yeah, know, that's fantastic. I, I didn't know anything. I just kept learning and applying it. So that's sort of the basis of, you know, everything I try to impart to business owners now is just to, you know, tell them I've been on that journey, I've done everything, and I can help you move along your business, you know, up and, and grow it and, and assist it and help it. Yeah. So knowing what you know now, if you could go back and, and change anything, would there be anything that, that you would change? I think... What eventually um, led to the, the business sort of going downwards was like 
there was a rush of competition in and it was a race to the bomb as far as prices go. Mm -hmm. So I had no control over that. So, you know, that was unfortunate, but, you know, I learned so many things in that business. And it's, like I said, as a basis of what I do now. So I think that was unfortunate because I worked so hard in that business and ran it for over 10 years and, um, you know, eventually I had to walk away from it. But um, there are a few things here and there I would do differently, but, but mostly not too much. Yeah. So what's changed now? 15 years later or so, 15 plus years, I guess, since when you started. How's the, how's the marketing changed from when you launched to what's going on in 2023? Yeah, there's so much more competition. There's so many people in e-commerce and there's so many players in each niche. So it's ultra competitive. Ad costs are through the roof. You know, they keep increasing. You have to pay more and more to get your ads to be effective and to get any return on them. So I think for somebody starting out now, I would suggest that you be highly unique. Highly unique. Highly unique. Because if you're not unique, if you don't stand out from the crowd, then you're going to struggle. I think it's just so important to be unique in, in what you're selling, the approach that you take, the markets you're going after. I think you really have to do your homework. You can't just say, oh, I think this is a good niche. I think you really have to do your homework and determine you know, how many players are in it, how competitive it is, and what's it gonna take to, to become a successful business because it's just so more competitive than it was. You know, you mentioned a few things uh, unique in what you're selling, unique in your sales price or sales uh, target or your uh, funnels. How, I mean, do you have some examples? Do you have something that could kind of clarify? Um, well, I think, um, I, I meant unique just in like what you're selling. Oh, and what you're selling. Okay. In what you're selling. You know, not not just something that, you know, tons of other people are selling. Maybe it's something that you develop yourself, or maybe it's something that that's different in the market. I think it it just has to be different than what the crowd is doing. That's what I buy might be unique. So maybe it, it's uh, some product that you develop or something like that, you know, just so that it stands out. For a uh, new company, a new business owner who's looking to get into e-commerce, do you recommend they start their own website? They start an Amazon store? Where where should you even begin? I think it can start in many places. I've had clients that started their business on Etsy, and they were really successful on Etsy. And then they came to me and said, hey, we want to be on Shopify. We want to have a, a website. So I put them, I, I built them a Shopify website. Um, I have a client now and they started on Amazon and I've been helping them improve their website because they're new to e-commerce. They've been on Amazon, but Amazon does all the heavy lifting for marketing and kind of stuff. So I've just been helping them 
apply best practices to their website and improve it and, and stuff like that. So I think it's important that you understand that once you're in a marketplace like an Etsy or an Amazon, you don't want to depend on them because you don't control that marketplace. You don't control the, the rules of that marketplace. And, and really, they don't care about you as a seller. They care about Amazon or they care about Etsy. So, Or they care about their customer. Yeah, or the customer. And they view the customer as their customer. It's not your right. customer. Yeah. So it's better to branch out and have your own website and have other channels and not rely on that one channel. I think, you know, some people get stuck in that. And I think it's better to grow and have a multi-channel approach to get a multiple income streams and reaching a much more broad audience than just relying on a marketplace. So you had mentioned uh, Shopify a couple of times. Is that your preferred mm -hmm. choice for e-commerce platform today? Yeah, I've used four or five different ones over my journey. And um, yeah, Shopify is my preferred one. That's what I build all my uh, client websites on. I think it's the most, it's the easiest to use. It has the most apps. It has the most developers that can help you out if you need that. And um, I think, you know, I've used big commerce and, and different ones, but I think Shopify is just easier to use for the common person. I often just train my clients on how to use it so that they're not dependent on me all the time. So that if they want to go and make a small change, they can do that. So mm -hmm. I think that's important for small business owners to like say, hey, I just want to edit this and they can do it. So that's easy on Shopify. So what do you think the future holds for e-commerce in the next 12 to 18 months? I think, you know, AI is taking over a lot of things and it's, it's starting, like I've integrated AI chatbots on one of my client sites. And it'll be interesting to see how AI integrates into the e-commerce realm as far as search or chat or how it's going to make the website perform differently. So I think that has the potential to be very interesting. Um, and um, yeah, that's the main thing I'm trying to follow and, and, and get a, a grasp on so that I can help my clients with that too, because uh, it, you know I'm just seeing a lot about chat GBT and what I can do for different aspects mm -hmm. of you know, the work that we do. So I think that has potential to make a lot of changes in the industry. Hello there, this is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just a minute about the new golden ticket program that I've introduced inside Make Each Click Count University. I know it sounds fancy, right? But what's the golden ticket all about? Each month, members of Make Each Click University receive a golden ticket that they can use to access any of our certified courses. Certified courses include courses on Facebook, Google Ads, Pinterest, SEO, and more. Look, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel just like an expert, then this program is for you. Perhaps you're looking to train someone on your team or you're looking for a career in digital marketing. Well, either way, this program is the program you've been waiting for. In addition, when you become a member to Make Each Click County University, you'll get immediate access to all of our in-house courses, timely training videos, access to all three of my books, 
and access to our monthly mastermind meeting. All this at a recently reduced price. So go on over to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com for all the details and sign up. I guarantee it's going to be the best decision you make today. Now, back to the show. Now, for somebody just starting out, are there any business books that you've read that you would recommend? Yeah, I read a book early in my journey, and it's called E-Myth Mastery. And it's by Michael Gerber. And the premise of the book is about how an entrepreneur can be viewed as this heroic figure. And there's a myth about this heroic figure that knows everything and knows all. And, and, and really what it's about is about like doing the work and learning things so that you have a good business. So it teaches you principles about business and how to think about business and how to think of it as not a job. And it's really a business and you're trying to please your customers and all that stuff. So it was really kind of a mind shifting book for me early on in my journey. So I would recommend that. You know, I asked this question at, at, on every podcast and I bet that is the most recommended book. That one comes oh, up is it? probably, okay, cool. yeah, that one comes up about one times out of five. So that one's uh, leading the pack. Cool, cool. Yeah. So today you, you operate e-commerce growth strategies I'm mm -hmm. just curious. I mean, your experience um, starting business and, and growing it, how does that really help to you relate to, to your clients, business owners that you work with? Yeah, it really has because I've been through that journey. I know what the, the struggles are going through and I know, you know, what can help them. So I think um, it just helps me relate to them and, and it gives me an idea of what to do to help them, you know, to get along in their journey. Because like I said, I did a lot of the work myself. So I know mm -hmm. about fulfillment. I know about 3PLs. I know about web design. I know about advertising. I know about so many different things that a typical niche consultant doesn't know because, um, you know, they're a developer or they're an ad person or that I did all that stuff. So I'm kind of a generalist with a wide branch of knowledge. But so, so what I do, you know, now with my business is I, you know, I, I consult on doing website audits and tell people how to make their websites better, you know, to conduct e-commerce best practices. I'll build um, an e-commerce website for them from scratch. I'll make migrate platforms from a big commerce to a big Shopify. Um, I do a lot of automated email uh, setup. I'll set up OmniSend and mm -hmm. Fabio people. Um, and a lot of businesses I work tend to be smaller. So it's, it's nice to have these smaller businesses get to the next level. And, and achieve something and get this better technology in place. So, but I also have people get onto Amazon because I've been in Amazon for a very long time. I know all the different aspects of it. So I create listings and help people get on Amazon. Um, and then, you know, all the different aspects of like conversion optimization, site speed, social proof, doing your reviews, 
um, all that kind of do, stuff. Do so, you work with companies for, for their digital marketing? Um, I don't do that currently. I, I started to do that when I first started out my consulting mm -hmm. business, but I felt that like that takes a lot of attention and it's ever changing. And I didn't want to focus my energies on it as much as like the other stuff, like making your website better or building good websites. So uh, I decided to outsource that to other professionals that focus on just on that, because I think my clients would be better served for that. Got it. Now, who is the ideal client? Are they having a certain problem where they're going to come to you? Or, I mean, who is that person out there? If they're listening, they should absolutely figure out how to get on a call with you. Okay. So it's somebody who has an e-commerce site that they feel is not performing well, that could do better. Um, you know, let me take a look at it. Let me give you an audit and, and tell me what, what can be done better. If you want to retheme or, or rebuild your e-commerce website, I'll, I know all the best practices. I'll plug in all the right Shopify apps and get you a well-built, well-designed site. And um, so those are my main areas of focus. But also, like I said, I can help on Amazon and uh, you know, migrating from other platforms. But yeah, if you need help with your site, I'm here to help, yeah. Great, and how can an interested listener learn more about working with you? Okay, so you can just go to my uh, website. It's um, ecom, E-C-O-M-M, growthstrategies.com. So ecom, growthstrategies.com is my website and has my contact info. And uh, yeah, just reach out and uh, be happy to, to, to take a look and help you out. Just curious, what happened to your baby proofing company? Did you, you sold it? Is it still around here today or did it uh, not oh, make it? I, I tried to sell it and, you know, I didn't find any serious buyers. There's a lot of people kicking the tires, but nobody pulling the trigger and I nursed it along as far as I could. And finally, I just, I decided to pull the plug. So yeah, it was, it was a painful, painful thing to pull the plug, but I had to do it to move on. And, you know, yeah. So, you know, the dream of e-commerce, small business is always to, to start a website, grow it huge, sell it and, and move to a tropical island. Do you think mm -hmm. that dream is still possible these days? I think it's possible. Um, I think, um, like I said, if you're in the right niche and have the right people in place to help you grow, you can do that. I think had I tried to sell my business earlier in my journey, then it would have sold because the revenues were so great. And so uh, I think that was the one thing I would change. You asked that earlier. I think I would have pulled the trigger on selling it years earlier, years earlier, and, it, and I would have gotten a good price for it. So I think I was just holding on too hard to it. I didn't really have an exit strategy. I thought of it as my business. And, yeah. you know, I want to hold it as long as I can, but I think an exit strategy would have helped. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Michael. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up today? No, I don't think so. 
Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for joining us. For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding e-commerce growth strategies or connecting with Michael, you will find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our podcast resource center available at podcast.makeeachclickcount.com. We have compiled all of our different past guests by show topic and include each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services I've discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.